faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. It's so much fun to watch people who pretend to be actual journalists of a world-level caliber confront actual reality. Given how sad the tale I'm about to tell you actually is, I shouldn't be so gleeful, but I can't help myself. The shocking tale I'm about to tell you is old news to you. You've known it for a long time because you listen to this podcast and or talk radio. But it was new to the UK Telegraph's newsroom. They are one of the UK's top two dailies. The Telegraph is a world caliber newspaper. So the fact that they even printed the whole damn thing is shocking enough. But we finally have confirmation of what we expected. A lot of COVID deaths aren't. They're astroturfed. Faked. But what's so precious and completely priceless was the shock at learning this that went through the Telegraph's newsroom. First, the big reveal. The shocking thing they finally figured out. 70% of the United Kingdom's COVID hospitalizations aren't. Never were. Wait, what? Yes, it was a breathless, major, breaking, telegraph piece. And it really is important. I'm being sarcastic here because it's not new news to us. We dwell in reality and we live in the truth. It sets us free. They don't do that in the world's newsrooms. So actual news shocks the bejesus out of them. But their admission is a huge hole in the dam. The COVID dam of lies that will eventually break. Here's what they learned. Again, 70% of London's so-called, they now say in the Telegraph, COVID hospitalizations are diagnosed several days after admission for other ailments. In other words, they were admitted for something else. I'll let Alison Pearson, the Telegraph's own columnist, react to this. This is her shocking tweet that had me dying with laughter. Here it is. Astonishing fact, she writes. 70% of London's so-called COVID hospitalizations are diagnosed several days after admission for other ailments. They are, and then she puts it in all caps, not COVID patients. She concludes her tweet, a positive test eight days after admission means a hospital basically gave the patient COVID. Or the test doesn't work and returns 70 to 90% false positives. We know that, but that's probably too much for Allison right now. Too much truth for her to process. She can't believe that the whole time she's been writing about all these COVID deaths. Man, people dying in a hospital full of people who died. Wait, they weren't admitted for COVID? No, most of them were never admitted for COVID. They just tested positive later, probably got it in the hospital. What does this mean? All their lockdown policies in the UK. And folks, this is true here. I damn well bet you it's true here. All of their lockdown policies were based on bogus numbers. Bogus record keeping. 70% of the death numbers aren't. Those people were admitted for something else, not COVID. That means it wasn't a true COVID death, and they've been inflating these stats all along. Look, fact, starting the beginning of the pandemic, we went over this exhaustively. I'm not going to do it again. All of the doctors who went on Laura Ingram and explained that we don't code anything like we do COVID with everything else. If you go into the hospital with stage four cancer and you happen to get a cold and it kills you in a hospital, what'd you die of on your death certificate? Stage four cancer, not COVID. But the CDC, remember, changed the coding. In other words, they're doing it here. Do you know what this means? 
I just mean so many things. Plus, this is a worldwide conspiracy. They're doing it in country after country. Who's directing this? Why is COVID covered differently on the death certificates than every other single cause of death in a way that inflates the numbers in a way that gives these governments the power to shut stuff down, an ungodly power, a power over commerce and religion and freedom of expression and freedom of assembly. And the numbers are faked the same way in country after country. And this was actually news to The Telegraph. They write, quote, they are not COVID patients. A positive test eight days after admission means the hospital basically gave the patient COVID. Yes, thank you. Or if you just tested them enough times, eventually they'd test positive. Elon Musk explained this to us when he had four COVID tests at the same place, same kinds of COVID tests. One day, two were positive, two were negative. It's a hose job is what it is. And Allison Pearson, the Telegraph columnist, world caliber columnist at the Telegraph, that's what she is actually wrote this it caused her to to trend on twitter and leftists to want to kill her hurt her or get her fired but that's what they do pearson was trending on twitter because she has upset serial bedwetters by asserting that quote i love this part it gives me chills because she's a mainstream media journalist quote it's time for humanity to prevail over scientists yay miss pearson congratulations you get it you win the award Reality is yours now. We welcome you. We've been living here in misery for the last year while y'all got hosed by those scientists you now want to prevail over. I'm amazed you folks even put this in print. Do you know how dumb you look? Okay, enough gloating. What are the implications? They're huge. As the Brits figure out how they've been hosed, this can't be held back here for much longer. Here's what else Alison Pearson wrote, and it shows how hosed this whole narrative is becoming. According to my reliable NHS England sources, she writes, emissions with COVID have actually been declining for the past week if you look at the seven-day rolling average. But the number of patients in hospitals for other ailments who test positive in COVID but are sneakily counted as COVID admissions, she writes, is rising. But most of the increase is seen among those who've been in the hospital for more than eight days. So brace yourselves. Those poor sick people have been given COVID by the very hospital where they went to get better. Save the NHS, eh? In other words, what she's saying is the number of people who come into the hospital because they have COVID, they're really sick, is going down. So what do they do to fix it? Well, they just heavily tested people in the hospital. And yes, unfortunately, people in the hospital dying of other stuff till they got a positive test. How did they do it? Well, the Elon Musk way. Just test them enough times, they'll test positive. And then when they die, ba-boom, COVID death. And COVID hospitalizations, up, 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 up. See how this works? Well, here's the thing, Ms. Pearson. Um, This has been going on for two years. We welcome you to the party. But this is not new. This is not just... Omicron. She concludes, quote, sick people have been given COVID by the hospital where they went to get better. <laughs> I just, I can't believe this is new to her, but okay. Okay. But she did it. She reported it. She's dangerously close to the truth, which is why people on Twitter are demanding she be fired. Um, and some are threatening to kill her. But yeah, I mean, that's the left. That's what they do. They're deranged. But this, you know, you know what this means? Let, let me, let me explain what this means here. Cause this is fascinating when you really drill down to what this means. In its raw sense, this means that Biden and the Democrats 
have it within their power to end COVID. All they have to do is put out a new CDC guideline changing the way COVID in hospitals is coded. And you actually have to be admitted for COVID complications in order to count as a COVID hospitalization or a COVID death. In other words, they have it within their power to essentially bring COVID to an end. They could decrease the caseload by 70% like that. It's got to be tempting for the left. I mean, there have now been more COVID deaths under Joe Biden than under Donald Trump. Biden came into office promising to eradicate COVID on every level. He's now failed utterly. But he could clinch it. The Democrats could clinch it. They could claim they ended COVID. But they'd have to give up any possibility of totalitarian power. The very kind they watch other governments seizing from Australia to Austria to Israel. The power to govern movements, admissions, even who can shop where. In one case in Canada, even whether people can buy food. And they're struggling. They don't want to give it up. But they do want to take credit for ending COVID. Because COVID is killing them right now. On the other hand, they desperately want to seize power in the form of vaccine passports to control people's movements and eventually whether they can cross state lines, fly on a plane, um, you know, transact, commerce, all of that. That's why Congress, in a terrifying move, just voted, can you believe this? Just the House of Representatives, so it hasn't passed the Senate, please God, yet. Um, A vaccine database to track who has the vaccine and who does not so they can harass those who do not. It would form the backbone of the vaccine passport. Now, the vaccine passport would be private. It would be privately run uh, and downloadable privately, but it would depend. It would tap into the federal database. So vaccine passports won't be federal. They don't have to be. It's better for political cover if they're private and the government just keeps the database. But that shows where they want to go. They want to go totalitarian. But... With Joe Biden at 36% and more COVID deaths under Biden than Trump, they got a problem. And now they got an even bigger problem because the Sixth Circuit put their vaccine mandate back. What does that mean? Well, in order to return to work, they need to, people either need to be vaccinated or to be able to test. But uh, Biden kind of didn't order enough tests for people to pull off that requirement. See, once the government, the federal government mandates a test to work, it is their damn fault and their responsibility to provide it. And they uh, didn't order it. Well, see why it would be better to be the champions curing COVID? But they can't. They can't let go of the authoritarian possibilities here, which is how they ended up in this desperate situation of not having the test necessary for their vaccine mandate. People who are exposed literally can't return to work because they can't get the test they need to prove they're negative. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Others have to test twice a week if they don't want to get the vaccine to keep their jobs. But they kind of um didn't plan for the number of tests that would be needed. Morons. So instead of taking that victory lap they could be taking from defeating COVID, that would cost them, of, of course, to give up their authoritarian ambitions, they end up with daily chaos like this. A vaccine or testing to keep your job mandate and not enough tests. With moron Joe Biden, who ran on curing COVID, 
blaming state governors for his failings? President Biden once again blaming others for his catastrophic failure on COVID. If you want to test, you're going to have to wait. Long lines are the norm as panicked Americans all across the country scramble to find tests, and this could be why. Back in October, the Biden administration rejected a proposal for free rapid tests for the holidays. The president trying to reassure frustrated governors on a video call earlier, but he just wound up blaming them. Look, there is no federal solution. This gets solved at a state level. One of the Fox News commentators nailed exactly what's wrong here. You know, President Biden campaigned on shutting down the virus, not shutting down the country. And then today, magically, he admits that this is not a federal government problem as he fails to deliver on that promise. And what exactly was that promise? A Joe Biden tweet from 2020, October 2020, lays it out the best. 220,000 deaths, he wrote. If you hear nothing else I say tonight, hear this. Anyone who is responsible for that many deaths should not remain president of the United States. Yeah, he's over 400,000 and has surpassed Trump right now. As the COVID lies crumble overseas bit by bit in the pages of The Telegraph, the truth will eventually slowly spread here. COVID was dramatically, statistically exaggerated. It was never close to as bad as they claimed. With 36% approval, if they're going to try to go authoritarian with their vaccination databases and all of that, like the rest of the world, they're going to have to go awfully strong arm because their leader is so unpopular and has failed so miserably in his key promise. That was to combat COVID. with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening.